Hello. I'll continue doing the rankings of the Fraser episodes. I just wanted to um, kind of take a step back and evaluate all the episodes and enjoy them kind of again and then go back to ranking them. Uh, it was kind of like I was scoring a baseball game, having to make notes about each episode and things. So, And also... I'm thinking about canceling a lot of my uh, <coughs> streaming, so in that case, I'll just have to buy the whole series. So, anyway. <clears throat> I would like to have a discussion about, uh, you know, Steven Seagal or Van Damme. It's usually Stallone or Schwarzenegger are compared. Schwarzenegger and Stallone directly, you know, and they weren't even in any movies together during their, you know, prime period. So the comparison was even more, and their their movies would actually compete in various summers. Uh, not usually, you know, not often head-to-head, but occasionally. Uh, sometimes they wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a winner. You know, just both movies would bomb or both movies would do good. Um, but yeah, everyone knows Stallone and Schwarzenegger are compared all the time. Uh, less people know that Seagal and Van Damme are compared all the time. Um, but still, a lot of people do know that. And they register opinions about such topics. Seagal or Van Damme. Right? No one really needs to have... Uh, specific uh, winner in that debate, but it just dawned on me um, that the last couple of days that I really do like Steven Seagal quite a lot. <clears throat> Not just dawned on me, but obviously I'd seen all, a lot of his films. Now, clearly, I've seen a lot of Van Damme's films as well. But the distinguishing characteristics I've realized are that his acting ability, you know, during his, like, main eight, I guess, or his main seven big Hollywood releases, um, his acting, Seagal is, is really quite strong as an actor in the films that he's the star in, and even in Executive Decision as well. Um, so much to the point that to compare him to Van Damme is kind of uh, crazy. You can compare him to Dolph Lundgren, because Dolph Lundgren actually evolved as an actor. But I don't really know if you could say that Van Damme uh, ever really quite evolved as an actor. Now, No Retreat, No Surrender, um, some of his early films, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, not much evolution to really be done in those kind of films. Granted that, but again, whose fault is that, and whose limitations are that are not his fault, but his language limitations made it that he would only really be in tournament type movies. I mean, Lionheart's a tournament type movie uh, under the guise of a really cool plot that I actually like Lionheart quite a lot. A lot of his films I like quite a lot. You know, Double Impact, like Jeffrey Lewis in that film. I like a lot of the aspects of that film. Um, 
um, you know, um, I, I, I like a lot of, of Van Damme's films. So I figure what I do, but my point being that I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, not, I mean, everyone can have their own choices or anything like that, but if you just want to put in and enjoy some some movies, some pretty kick-ass action movies, um, watching Seagal's late early late 80s and early to mid to late 90s films um, will always do you right. Um, so, I mean... And to the people that may have been affected by his behavior, um, there's quite a lot of them, I guess. There's someone. There's some accusations of him doing trafficking. I don't know if he was actually doing, you know, like Q-related trafficking or anything like that. But he was like definitely having women uh, that he would bring in on the set of a show in a house to have for himself. Uh, I don't know the extent of that. That's what was alleged, and I don't think that was ever really disproven. What was disproven was that the allegations were, according to the judge, were incoherent or something like that. <laughs> so, and I don't really find Jenny McCarthy to be very um, reliable when she says that she was, you know, forced to do something with him. Or And Juliana Margulies, I don't know, her from Adam... Uh, why would I take what she has to say over Steven Seagal? Um, and a lot of these people, their their point of view is that, oh yeah, I'm this great uh, legendary actress or something like that, or legendary person, believe me, over Steven Seagal. And it's like, I'm not going to believe Steven Seagal, but I'm not necessarily going to believe Jenny McCarthy, who I personally have like <laughs> been at a party and grabbed her tit before and had no consequence for it. <laughs> so the, I mean, who's her to say what Steven Seagal said? I I know that for a variety of factors how little credibility someone like Jenny McCarthy has, and she's Q related as well. So I mean, he's he said things that are against a lot of powerful people in the past. So I'm sure he's probably taken advantage of women. Sure, he's probably put women in the movies that he's taken advantage of. Sure, the women probably knowingly went into that, knowing that if they could um, look like they're getting taken advantage of, then they would actually take advantage of the situation. Because not only would they get the role, but then they would have a great story to sell after. That's basically the situation, is what I'm saying is here. It was knowing exploitation. I mean, now it's alleged... Uh, I think by Jenny McCarthy or some or Pam Anderson, that if she would have had sex with him, uh, this is what she told Julian Assange, by the way, um, that if she would have told him that she'd have sex with him, she would have been under siege. But then that Erica Eleniak did, so that's like that's pretty big shade on Erica Eleniak. So it's like you're saying she wasn't a very talented actress. The two things aren't separate. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that they maybe started dating or they had sex off screen, that can't be something that happened as well. And also she was the best person for the job because I mean, Pam Anderson, besides barbed wire, what have you ever been in? And I completely like what you do in barbed wire. So don't get me wrong. Um, I think I'll just discuss these movies. I'll do a Van Damme discussion. 
uh, maybe coinciding with this. Um, just going through the night. Someone I know is doing all this discussion of um, all the Godzilla movies, and I find them hard to be able to um, acquire all the ones. Anyway, it's good to just go over the given amount of time and what these people were doing at the theaters and stuff like that. Because I think there's no doubt that, like, whatever went on with the uh, uh, Gaulle and Julius Nasso being involved in the Mafia notwithstanding, um, that uh, Steven Seagal produced or was involved and made you know, just better movies, movies that past the eye test a little bit more, I guess. I've never seen Black Eagle. I've seen No Retreat, No Surrender. Uh, I've seen Breakin. I don't know what Monaco Forever is. It's about a jewel thief, and uh, <laughs> he, he plays the, someone called the Gay Karate Man in that movie. <laughs> All right, so his first real big movie is Bloodsport. Not to show, but in my opinion, it's very amateurish. You watch it now, it's like, what the fuck? But it made 50 million worldwide, I believe, not in America. Um, and then you look at Chagall was coming with what some people think is a film above the law, and it's like it's a significant, significant difference. One has Pam Greer and Sharon Stone in great, um, in you know, in great supporting roles, John C. Riley in an uncredited supporting role. Andrew Davis directing it, Henry Silva effective in it. It only makes eighteen million. Um, and Steven Seagal had this screen test financed by Michael Ovitz that led to it, and he was offered a contract by contract by uh, Warner Brothers. So I mean, it's the win in nineteen eighty eight. Let's go to 1989. Or let's go to 1980. Also makes Black Eagle. I haven't seen it. I don't know much about it. 1989. Uh, and it's not. And there's Black Eagle would have to be Citizen Kane in order to knock off Above the Law. I mean, Above the Law is a really good movie. Uh, it stands up very, very well. Uh, Cyborg, very, very good movie. Albert Payune. Um, and he also makes Kickboxer. I like Kickboxer better than Bloodsport, but still, uh, whatever. They're both, you know, whatever. They're both very good. Um, but then you look at my homie Sigalovich. He takes 89 off, so Van Damme gets the win there. Very solid 89. Seagal probably filming some movies in, in 89, prepping for 90. And then in 90, um, Seagal, or excuse me, Van Damme makes Lionheart and then Death Warrant. Now, Death Warrant, I really like the setup of it, but as it goes on, you just wonder what could have been. Um, Hard, which I believe has, yeah, it has a lot of different other names. It's actually called Leon. It's called AWOL. It's called Absent Without Leave. It's called The Wrong Bet. It's got a handful of titles, but I really like Lionheart. I like as it was released, and I like the film. Uh, Sheldon Lettich, I believe, would go on to make uh, Double Impact. So anyway, um, that's a very strong 1984. What do you call him? Uh, Van Dam. 
Whereas, it's kind of like a game of poker here. Steven Seagal says, I'll see your death warrant, and I'll see your lion heart, and I'll check you on that with hard to kill, and then I'll raise you with marked for death. So yeah, not only does he get the decisive win in 1990, it's like a fucking slam-bang dunk on his face type situation. Because Hard to Kill, if we're just comparing movie to movie, Hard to Kill is way better than Lionheart. And then Mark for Death is like 20 million times better than Death Warrant. And if you want to just do the comparisons back and forth, each one of them is way better than the Van Damme movie. And you want to know why? The acting strength. Can you picture Van Damme being dead and in a coma and come back to life or whatever? Not dead, but you know, in a coma. Can you picture Van Damme going into like the Jamaican underworld? Can you picture all that? No, I can't picture that. I can barely picture him in the Lionheart situation. Some of that stuff that I like kind of tongue-in-cheekly. You know, and it has 20 titles, by the way. I mean, it's a perfectly good movie, a 6, 7, 8 type movie. You got a movie like Hard to Kill, which is, you know, like an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. And then Mark for Death, which is, you know, a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. So, um, and not only am I saying are they really good movies, they they are really good movies. Like Dwight Little made Mark for Death, he made Halloween 4. Um, uh, Hard to Kill is made by the director of Knight Riders, um, which was a movie with Sylvester Stallone, and that's his career peak as Mark for Death. I think I find it to be a pretty epic story. <laughs> when I rewatch it over again, I'm leaning towards still that one being my favorite. It always, um, and we'll get into a whole whole Steven Seagal discussion sometime. I'll discuss everything up to the Patriot. Um, which I believe was released in some theaters. Let me find out if The Patriot was released in some theaters, 1988. 1998. Um, first direct-to-video film, no. So no theaters have this one. But for whatever reason, I've seen it. <laughs> so, and then some other of his direct-to-video ones for sure as well. But yeah, his, his little run from, uh, 1998, 1988 to 1997 is legendary. So let's see... He's won uh, 1988. He's won 19... Okay, so he's up 2-1. to one. And now we're going to 1991. 1991, double impact for out for justice. So if we're scoring like a boxing match or a round, I would say this is like an official draw. Um, the things that make it a draw for us, if people don't really like Out for Justice, just put in mind that this is Stagall's third movie in a row that he's produced, and the second movie in a row that he's been involved in the music for the film. So, even if someone likes Double Impact better than Out for Justice, <coughs> I don't see him doing that, right? You know, he's always just the actor or, you know, involved in writing later on. I don't know how pos- positive that development that is. He does write um, Double Impact, but uh, clearly, I mean, Steven Seagal has such a major impact on the scripts as you watch them. He's just every every script is pretty very well produced by him, as he's the producer uh, with the other gentleman. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so two, one, two, and one for homie G Van Dam. All right, so then. 1992, Universal Soldier versus Under Siege. Well, I mean, Universal Soldier goes down hard, goes down, you know, fighting very valiantly. Very, very good movie. I gave both of them uh, very high high rankings, um, you know, when seeing them in the theater. Uh, I actually saw them in the same theater, Rancho Cucamonga, Virginia Dare 6, Edward. Um, so that's key. Uh, so so now, Seagal's now won three of those matchups. So, I mean, the reasons I would point out that it wins, got Roland Emmerich versus Andrew Davis. It's just kind of a mismatch. Um you know, uh, Under Siege, just watching it yesterday. I've seen Universal Soldier a handful of times as well. Uh, however, seeing uh, Under Siege, it's just... I can understand when people say it's his best movie. It's really, really good movie. really shows, like, his acting. And the reason I was trying to make this video is, like, yeah, people mock him or whatever, and all this stuff you can probably say is he's done some crimes or some things like that but like in terms of him being an actor he's way better it's more glib more uh he could speak the could speak the english language a lot better I'm sorry for the loud noises and all that so that's that's how i feel about that subject uh 1983 put um, it's okay. 1993, uh, Van Damme dunks on Seagal. Uh, just slam dunks on him. Nowhere to run. Last action hero, you know, cameo. And then hard target. Um, and whereas Seagal maybe is going through, maybe a divorce. I don't know what's going on with him at that point. But he's prepping for his first directorial effort on Deadly Ground. So three, two, and one, uh, two, three, and one for the other chap. Uh, so it's a up by, by a near margin. So yeah, his movies in '93 are awesome. Hard Target pairing with John Woo, uh, it's far and away his best movie. Like not even a debate. Um, <laughs> got a great style to it. I love that film. Um, but I mean, I love Double Impact as well. Uh, I don't love Lionheart, but I really like it quite a lot. Um, but what are these? It's just, you know, labels. Um, 1994 is marked for, excuse me, uh, On Deadly Ground, uh, compared with Street Fighter, which is a negative, a negative deduction, basically. And then Time Cop, which I'm not a fan of. Um, sure, Time Cop's got some positives. Peter Hyams. Um, not a huge fan of it. Um, Street Fighter is horrible. It's an abomination. And then, so what's his name? He's making On Deadly Ground. Perhaps one of the most watchable movies of all time. Just put that on and enjoy it every time. It's like a, you know, Disney ride through the hell of our Alaska. I don't really know how to say it other than that. It's kind of like a diorama. And he, he came up with a really cool 
directorial style for that, and he didn't direct Fire Down I'm sure he had some kind of... Uh, he's more of just a hired hand on that, but uh, you could feel his presence in that very much. Uh, he was a producer in that as well. So, yeah, he, he, uh, maybe less so in Glimmer Man because he wanted to share the time with Keenan, which was so kind of him. Uh, so then, yeah, so On Deadly Ground, another big win for um, Steven Seagal. In 1995... Sudden Death and The Quest. Quest. Setup of it, I don't really find it to be that great. He directs that finally, so he gets better. Sudden Death's great. Um, some crazy scenes, you know, legendary scenes. Uh, but it doesn't equal to Under Siege 2, which is literally one of the best action movies of all time. Uh, I could put that on and enjoy that at any time as well. I didn't like it when I saw it in theaters. I don't even know really why. I mean, maybe I wasn't looking at the screen. <laughs> so Seagal wins that year very easily. Uh, Van Damme throws out Maximum Risk in 96 with uh, him and Hestridge. And to that, Steven Seagal puts out his like, 15, 20-minute role in Executive Decision. I don't like when people say that he's not in the movie. He's in the movie, and I actually didn't like that one in the theaters. And uh, when I see it now, I highly enjoy the film. Uh, and then he also puts out Glimmer Man, which was a huge flop, but it didn't deserve to be a flop at all. It's a very, very, very good film. Um, this guy, John Gray, directed it. Uh, he made Born to be Wild, that monkey movie, and then he made uh, Glimmer Man, and his career was really affected from that, but uh, he made Ghost Whisperer for TV. So that was that was good for him. Um, but yeah, I love Glimmer Man. So Seagal wins 1996, and then in 1997, oh yeah, Double Team is released with Dennis Rodman and, um, you know, Mickey Ram. And that movie is horrible. Horrible, horrible film. Whereas Fire Down Below is not only extremely watchable, but a very good film with some good character performances. You know, Stephen Lang, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, Chris Christopherson, among others. Um, so I kind of lost track there, but it looks like at least seven of the. 10 years that he was active, he was making better movies than Van Damme. So, uh, for anyone to say that they like Van Damme more, I can understand their point of view because the highs are very high. I mean, uh, Universal Soldier, very good, but he loses head-to-head that year. Uh, we won't get into knockoff because that's by the time uh, Stigall's peak is over. So all these movies that come out later, I guess you could say Van Damme wins those years because at least they're coming out in theaters to some extent. Uh, some of them are, at least. Uh, but yeah, he's got Sudden Death. He's got Hard Target. Nowhere to Run. Double Impact. Good movies and all. Don't get me wrong. But they're just not on the same level of what my man Steven Seagal can throw at you. So this has been a tribute to Steven Seagal's filmography. And uh, I didn't really discuss the details of his films. But I'll do that in an upcoming deal. Maybe do a, a commentary or two. 
because he's just such a wonderful uh, action actor. Thank you.